Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Josh, and I'm your Push Coach. Thank you so much for joining me for season three of my podcast, where my mission is to help coaches, leaders, and entrepreneurs to find purpose and passion in their work while turning it into a six and even seven figure coaching business. But before we dive into today's episode, let me just share a little bit about me. After making only two sales in my entire first year of business, I've gone on to create a multi-million dollar coaching business, helping people just like you to find confidence, clarity, and become leaders that change the world. On this show, you're going to get tools and resources that are going to help you to make success easier than you ever thought possible. We're going to help you reprogram your beliefs and mindset for success and create a program that gives your clients massive results. Also, I would love to give you a free copy of my brand new book, The Best Version of You. Head over to joshcoats.com to grab a copy and learn the exact strategies that I have used to build a multi-million dollar coaching business. I'm so excited to have you here today. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, my friends? My name is Josh. I'm your push coach. And I've got kind of a unique episode for you guys today. Um, so something that I do with some of my programs is I do extra bonus one-on-ones for people. And I really love to take those one-on-ones and turn them into podcast episodes because I want you guys to hear what's happening behind the scenes. One of my pet peeves is is people who like tell you they're amazing. They tell you everything is awesome, blah, 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 blah. But you don't know what the hell happens behind the curtain. So I do these behind the curtain episodes where you literally get to hear me coach people so that one, you can benefit from the coaching and advice they're getting. But two, just honestly, I'm just being real here, guys. I want you to see what I'm capable of. Okay. To me, my podcast is essentially a tryout. This is a tryout to work with you. And if I crush it on this podcast, you're going to want to work with me in paid programs so that you can dive deeper. If I suck on this podcast, cool, never give me money, <laughs> okay? So to me, everything free that I do is, is is my tryout for you, okay? So today I've got like an interesting episode um, and I wanted to give some preface to this because otherwise you're just gonna be like, what in the hell is even happening right now? Um, the girl that you're about to hear from, Brittany, um, did my life coach certification and then is now in my marketing and mastery program that we do only for the certified life coaches. We're teaching similar things to what's in the 626, but more specified to um, building it around a life, an actual life coaching program. So um, one of the things that we're chatting about in this episode is her free workshop that she's working on. She's working on, because um, I'm teaching them what I do. For the last seven years, my biggest money maker has been hosting free workshops and then setting up these workshops in a, a very specific way to where I'm teaching some of the ingredients that are inside the program without giving away all of the things you need to do so that by the end of it, people want to join the program. Many of you experienced have experienced my webinars and workshops um, in the past. Um, anyone who's, I would say like 90% of my paying customers are because of these free workshops. So I'm walking her through a few pieces of her workshop that she is working through. Okay. So what I do is I take the belief bridge that I've talked to you guys about a few times on this podcast and my workshops are just built around the belief bridge. So in this episode, I'm going to be walking her through how to create the points that she's making about how to get the results, which lead to 
her program. So we're still going to give you this behind the scenes because I just, I don't know, maybe it'll be awesome for you. Maybe it won't be awesome. Either way, I thought it'd be fun for you to hear kind of some of the things that we're working on in the programs. But I really wanted to make this point um, before you jump in. I'm giving a challenge to people, anyone out there who is a coach or a course creator, any anyone who is selling things, okay? If you're selling things, I want you to like really, really grab onto what I'm about to say because it, it's going to transform the way you view learning for the rest of your life. You have to stop trying to learn as a student and instead you need to become an understudy. You have to stop trying to learn as a student and instead become an understudy. And here's what I mean by this. One of the reasons I have pivoted this year to teaching more on sales and marketing is because I realized I have made millions of dollars with my business, not necessarily because of the mindset or the leadership, even though I still believe with all my heart that that is the foundation that everyone needs to have, okay? But at the end of the day, I didn't make a lot of money because of good mindset or good leadership. I made a lot of money because of good selling, really good at creating sales systems, okay? And so what I realized was, There are a whole bunch of people like me out there that are teaching things that are really valuable and really good, but then we're not teaching you what it is we did to sell that thing. Now, if you take on this thing that I'm about to teach you, which is to become an understudy instead of a student, you should have been for the last seven years watching my webinars and workshops to figure out how do I create something like that for what I sell? But here's what happens. We get into student mode, okay? We get into student mode and we're we're so busy taking notes and we're so busy listening to this person that we admire or that we look up to and thinking, yes, 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 I need to learn everything they're saying, which, which is partially true, okay? But at some point, you have to graduate from being a student to being an understudy. And here's what I mean by this. For the first year on the John Maxwell team, it was, yes, take notes, take notes, do like, like learn everything I say. But then after the first year, I was like, you know what? I don't want to just learn from these people. I want to become the next version of these people. So I'm not going to just take notes as a student. I'm going to start studying how they do things. I'm going to start studying how they say things, how they position things, how they frame things, how they word things. And now my job is a little bit less learning the lesson of what they're trying to teach and more as an understudy figuring out how they taught that to get people to listen and take action. So That's one of the reasons I want to give you this behind the scenes episode. For some of you, it might be like a little over your head because we're talking about putting together this workshop, but I I want to help you to start looking at training as an understudy instead of a student. Stop writing down all of the notes of what everyone is telling you about the mindset, about the morning routine, about this. Guys, at At some point, you need to be an entrepreneur and say like, okay, morning routine, I got it. Okay, I've heard 30,000 presentations. I found three or four things that I really like. That's all I need. I don't need to keep improving my morning routine for the rest of my entire life. What I do need to keep improving for the rest of my life is my sales and marketing. I need to keep improving those systems. If I'm not selling the amount of money that I want to be selling, I I need to improve that. And even when you get to the point like me, even having a million dollar business, then you want to scale it, which means what? I got to take my sales and marketing to the next level. There's some more things that I got to add to that. So like, this is going to sound a little contradictory, 
But I do think that there comes a point in your business where like you've got the morning routine that like you're good with. Is it perfect? Nothing's ever perfect, but you're good with it. Okay. You've got the personal growth routine that you're good with. You've got, you've got these things that again, have become the foundation of everything else you do. You don't need to keep learning a hundred different things about them. You just need to keep sustaining though, doing those things. But what you do need to learn is, is how to sell things better, how to position things better, how to craft things better, how to get to the point where the thing that you're actually doing is making you more money. So I hope that this behind-the-scenes episode helps you. If not, I hope that at least this intro helps you. From now on, you are no longer a student. You have officially graduated. I'm giving you permission to graduate into being an understudy, okay? And I'm committed to using my business to kind of like pull away from trying to tell you, here's what you need to learn or whatever, and instead pulling back the curtain to show you what it is I'm actually doing behind the scenes to market, to sell, to convert things. That's what I want you to learn. So if that works for you, let's dive in. Hey, friends, I am so excited to announce that my new book, the best version of you is finally out. You can grab the digital copy on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or if you'd like the physical copy, you can actually go order that at joshcoats.com. Totally free as long as you pay for shipping. If you're wanting multiple copies to give as gifts to others, you can email my team at info at joshcoats.com and we will handle all of the shipping for you as long as you pay for the cost of that shipping. You could say, my new book is a prequel to everything else I've written. I go back to the roots of everything that life coaching taught me about how our belief systems work. And I teach the foundational principles of how and why I was able to completely retrain my own beliefs. And I give you the steps to doing the same for yourself. Here's just a few things that you'll learn in my new book. The biggest motivation hack that took me from quitting multiple businesses to finally sticking it out and creating a seven-figure life coaching business. The number one thing that is holding you back from success in every area of your life, and no, it's not your actions. How most leaders and coaches are mentoring others in a completely ineffective way in exactly how you can avoid their mistakes and create a true performance culture. You can grab your free copy at joshcoats.com. By the way, every single copy will be signed, and you'll get an instant download of the ebook along with two other workshops that dive deeper into the content of the book. So excited to get a copy of my brand new book in your hands. All right, friends, welcome back to your push coach. My name is Josh. I'm your push coach, and I've got another behind the curtain episode for you. Um, we've been a little all over the place lately. I say we, I mean me. Um, I've been on the road 22 of the last 28 days, um, putting on a live event, going to participate in the mastermind that I pay to be a part of, and then 12 days of family vacation. So I apologize for you not getting an episode last week, but that's just because I was on the beach hanging out with my family. And I was like, you know what? People will be fine for a week. So we're back with the behind the curtain episode. And today I'm chatting with Brittany. Hi, friend. Hi. How are you? Doing good. Good, good. And she's got her, she's got her little lovely with her today. So there might be some background noise. I told her that was fine. Everyone at home has background noise, so it's no big deal. Um, but what do you want to chat about today? So I am working on putting together um, a free webinar workshop 
type thing. Um, and I'm working through kind of the stuff that I've obviously learned from you um, in 626 and, you know, through the push coach stuff. And now I'm in your um, M&M group. And so I'm kind of working through that and just have like a few questions to put some of maybe cool. like the final touches on it. Let's do it. Awesome. So um, I'm working on creating my cocaine pillars for okay. the for the call. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that like the title of my thing is going to be, um, how to unsubscribe from feeling shitty because I've just heard from so many people, you know, like Dig. just want to feel better. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, happier, healthier. Um, and especially for those of us that are moms, like really getting rid of that mom guilt. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I want to teach on, kind of, I feel like what the three things for me are that are like most important to help people not feel like that or really becoming like self-aware of your feelings. Um, and then like really knowing yourself and what you truly want. So getting rid of the whole, like what I should be doing is, but truly doing like what you want to do. Okay. Um, and then kind of planning for what you want, like having a goal. So really big for me is helping people to have goals. And I've heard from a lot of people that are like, I don't even know where to start with having a goal. Yes. So what do you want to jam on? You want help renaming these or like, where where do you want to go with this? Um, I, I have two of them named, so I can read them to you and then you can tell me like, sounds good, not good. Yes, please. Um, So the first one is uncovering the mystery behind the true meaning of emotional intelligence. Say that one more time. Uncovering the mystery. Behind the true meaning of emotional intelligence. Okay. So I would just shorten that and just call it uncovering the mystery of what you call self self intelligence. Is that what you called it? I said emotional intelligence. Oh, emotional intelligence. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Uncovering the mystery of emotional intelligence. If it gets too long, we kind of lose people and it doesn't have the same curiosity factor. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like we want to keep it like short, sweet to the point. And for those listening, wondering what we're even talking about, um, basically I teach in my, so my life coach certification has a follow-up program called marketing and mastery. And we basically take the things that I teach in my six to six program and put them on cocaine. Um, for people that are life coaches and, and a lot of it, I'll eventually teach in the six to six as well, but it's just a little bit different in the M and M group. Cause they're all life coaches. So I can like literally give them, this is exactly what I want you to do. So she's working on putting together her free workshop that she will use to essentially invite people to, and then convert them at the end. So one of the things that I teach is to come up with like two or three things that are like, the key things you need to know or learn if you want to get this transformation. So the transformation, Brittany, you're kind of like leading with is unsubscribe, how to unsubscribe from feeling shitty, um, mm-hmm. which I love because she's obviously the the whole naming of it needs to come from what you're hearing people say over and over and over. It doesn't need to be what you want them to do. It needs to be what you hear them saying, like what they want to do. So she's going to teach them how to stop feeling shitty. Okay. And then she's come up with these three ways, which is self-aware of feelings, let go of the should, having a goal. But then what we teach in the program is that you got to rename these things and kind of coin them as your own. Because if you accidentally regurgitate things that they're already familiar with 
that they've already heard of, all of a sudden people just check out. If I got on this call and was like, all right, guys, thanks for joining my podcast today. Today, I'm going to teach you how to fix your mindset. You'd be like, blah, already heard that before. Blah. But if I was like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to uncover the mystery of emotional intelligence, all of a sudden it's like, that sounds pretty interesting. I've never learned how to uncover the mystery. of. So all we're doing is renaming these things to something that people actually become interested and creates curiosity instead of a, I've already heard of that. Okay. So I love that one. I think that's great. Brittany, what's, what's your next one? Okay. The next one I have is learning how to manipulate your brain. So Mm. you stop shooting all over yourself. (laughs) So you stop shooting all over yourself. Okay. Um, I love that you threw the word manipulate in there because sometimes you can use a negative word to just get people's attention. Like what? We're going to manipulate what? And then you can kind of like pull them back to like center of gravity. But I also could see that like you could just simplify it and just stay, just say like literally the art uh, or you don't even need to put, I don't even think we need to get fancy with this. I think we should, could literally just say, stop shooting all over yourself. Okay. And the reason I say that is because I probably couldn't say that because my entire following is entrepreneurs who have been told that like a million times. But if you're talking to people who are not entrepreneurs, not doing hundreds of podcasts and growth things, I don't know that it's common term. I don't know that they're like at work with their coworkers and someone is like, hey, you should stop shooting all over yourself. Like, So I think that for your audience... That's going to be still like kind of like a what does that mean kind of a thing enough that you can mm-hmm. just like keep it that simple. OK. Yeah. What's and your... I agree. They definitely I don't think they've heard that a lot. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's your third thing? Um, This one I got stuck with. I feel like okay. I used all my creativity for the first two. <laughs> okay. um, so pretty much all I got was something along the lines of like attaining your ambitions. OK. But that's all I got. <laughs> okay, so this, this this is the one where we're talking about having a goal, right? Having a vision for your life? Yes. Okay, attaining your ambitions. So we haven't used the um, the art of yet, and I really, really, really like to use the art of. It's one of my favorite. This, the art of and the science of are kind of like my go-tos. What about the art of... What about the art of unlimited ambitions? Ooh, Yeah. You like that? that? Yes. The art of unlimited ambitions. Because then you can kind of go into how, like when we were kids, the whole world was ours. Like we were told, you can do anything you want, anything, anything. And then by about 15, they're like, you really need to pick something. (laughs) Right. And by the way, you choose wisely because this is going to be the rest of your life. And so we go from the world is yours to do things the right way, the smart way. Don't screw it up. Don't, 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 don't. And by the time we're adults and start having kids, all we really see is what we have to do. And we have, we've really lost the vision for ambition and unlimited. Now it becomes, what do I have to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Thank Dig? you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Now, do you have, a good setup for each of these. Uh, like, what do you mean? 
So what I like to do, if you and if you watch my workshop, I do this every single time. I will make a point. You know, I'll be like, okay, so step number one to unsubscribing from feeling shitty is uncovering the mystery of emotional intelligence. And then kind of like I just did with the whole unlimited ambition thing, like the second I said it, I gave a reason. Like I, every single time I make a point, it's immediately followed by some type of story or analogy or setup so that it's not me just like making a blunt point that they have to just grab onto. It's me creating more of like a visual and emotional experience of catching the, um, the significance of this point so that they're kind of like caught up in it and they don't really have much of a choice, but to be like, yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I agree with that. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, I haven't fully thought through them yet. I mean, I have like a couple of bullet points of, I guess, kind of taking, you know, like other people's words of what they're struggling with and how that fits into that. Okay. So like specifically for like the uncovering the mystery of the emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. that's where I really wanted to dive into like the whole mom guilt, um, feeling selfish. Cause I know not everyone is a mom. So feeling mm -hmm. like selfish or inadequate every time that you try to do something for yourself. Okay. Okay. I explain emotional intelligence to me in your words. Um, just being like self-aware of your feelings. Okay. So I, I, like I personally, I feel like a lot of people I talk to whenever you try to ask them, like, you know, like what feelings, like, especially, you know, like when you're going through the push method that you teach, like, yeah. what are the feelings? We yeah, kind of yeah. get hung up there where it's like, I don't mm. actually know what my feelings are because we don't stop long enough to really even process how we feel. Yeah. Um, it's more of we're really like too in okay. tune with what society says. Yes. Okay. So here's what I'd love for you to do. I'd love for you to think of kind of like a universal thing that's happened in your life that you know is common to what other people have experienced, whether it's having a kid, going to school, like whatever that is. And I want you to think of a time that you had something really emotional happen, but you didn't take the time or the energy to process it or feel it or even be aware of it because of the pressure of society or momming or like whatever. And as a result, it ended up kind of biting you in the ass later in life by creating some type of like ongoing trauma. Does that make okay. sense? Yes. Because if all we're doing is we're taking a story outside of the thing that we're trying to tell them to do. You know what I mean? And we're taking mm -hmm. them on a journey that they can probably relate to. Just like, you know, the other day on the 626 call, I talked about my religious upbringing and how it created this, I have to do what's right, which gave me this fear of failure. And what's crazy is afterwards, I was like, how many of you also experienced some type of religious trauma? Half the people raised their hand. I said, how many of you have literally never experienced anything like that but as i told the story you became aware of the times in your life you were afraid of failure and everyone else raised their hand mm -hmm. so even when they don't have my exact experience if i can create the emotional feeling of what i was going through it causes them to start bringing up the times in their life that they felt like that and they go on the journey with me, even if their journey was completely different. If it felt the same, they're still able to go there with me. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. 
So, you know, it, it could be literally, you know, like, I don't know your whole life, but it could literally be like like having a baby. And then all of a sudden it's just there and you have it and you have to take care of it and you have no choice and you have nothing you can do about it. And, you know, everyone tells you like, um, here, here's what I might go with that is like all of the society pressure to then have the baby's room ready and then to have like 32 different ways of keeping your baby safe and healthy and protected. And then it's got to be organic, but then it's got to be this. And there's like all of this pressure and there's just so much emotional pressure. You almost just shut down. And instead of learning how to kind of like process that, because maybe there is some good information out there that you really need. And so instead of learning how to process it, you just shut down and you were like, screw it. I'm not taking anybody's advice. I'm not listening to anybody. I'm just going to lock myself up in this house and try to survive. <laughs> and then seven years later, you popped your head up like an ostrich, like out of the ground, you know, coming up out or like whatever. And you're like, wait, where did my life go? Mm -hmm. What happened in these last seven years? I lost my purpose. I lost and, and throwing in the purpose just like a good movie does goes ahead and like foreshadows the third point that's coming. So mm -hmm. that's a little like extra meta when you can kind of like pull in something that foreshadows another point. Like we're not necessarily right now trying to make the point that you need to figure out your purpose, but we're going to go ahead and breadcrumb in there that in the process of not being self-aware, you also lost your purpose and forgot that that even existed. Mm, yeah. Does that makes really sense. Good. Yes. Total sense. Okay. Do you like that setup? Yeah. A thousand percent. Okay, so let's talk about um, how to stop shooting all over yourself. What's the setup for that? Um, that one is, and I mean, and it kind of ties into that first one yeah. um, of the whole, like everything that society says you should do. Yeah. So with being a mom for sure, um, but also like, you know, outside of motherhood, because I don't, I don't want to like pigeonhole myself to only be like talking to moms mm -hmm. because I feel like there's a lot of people that aren't moms. Um, so like I was thinking in that one, just the whole, like, you know, society tells us that like, we should be healthy. We should be working out, um, should be, I don't know, probably come up with a few more of those, but like really getting down to like, what do you want? So just because yeah. someone says you should work out, like if you hate working out, well, what are, you know, other ways that you can be healthy? Right, right. I like that. Um, what I might do in there, sometimes I like to use um, graphics to just over-exaggerate things for fun. Mm -hmm. I might pull up a picture of like one of the Kardashians and be like what society says you should be. Mm -hmm. Or even more funny might be like a Baywatch girl from the 90s. <laughs> just like, this is what society said you had to be because that's the world we grew up in, right? Um, yeah versus the person you feel like you're living up to. And then maybe it's some like really sloppy mom with like a mess in the background or like whatever, you know, and maybe you talk about the fact that like, as long as you are this person comparing yourself to this person, like you're going to feel like a failure for the rest of your life. But it's really interesting how often we try to become something that honestly we don't even like. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be real. How many of you see, you know, 
not to like throw out any names like publicly to try to shame anyone because I love all people. But like, you know, how many of you see Pamela Anderson and actually want to be Pamela Anderson? Like the reality is like we kind of create these images of what we kind of like are jealous of. And for Mm -hmm. the most part, if we could choose who to be, that's not even the person we would choose. Yeah. So what if we like released the pressure? What if what if the goal was and then maybe you put up a picture of like a mom who's just like happy, healthy, like playing with her kids. And and she's not like a Pamela Anderson at all. She's just like a super normal person who looks like she's healthy and happy. Yeah. Thousand percent. Love that as well. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And then the art of unlimited ambitions. Here's where I think you should just tell your personal story. Okay. I think you should just go into whatever the personal story is around when you finally like decided to become a coach and you found your purpose and your vision and go through some of the kind of limiting beliefs you had at the very beginning, you know, like, like for me, I always tie in the religious story because that really is what I struggled with the most in my first year was this fear of failure made it so hard to show up. So maybe you could go back to like, like, what was that thing in year one that made it the hardest to like, believe that this was even a possibility or that this was okay whether it was mom guilt, whether it was what your family thought, like whatever that thing is, is going to help them to see themselves in your shoes and be like, oh, shit, like that's kind of why I haven't really done anything yet because I was afraid of mom guilt or family. Like like, you're allowing them to essentially it's like I like to kind of say that, like our stories have the ability of taking this person that everyone thinks is so amazing and powerful, which we want them to think that about us. We don't want to like sell shitty. We want to sell, yeah, happiness and joy and freedom, right? But our stories and our beginnings, it's like our, our, um, what is that called? Our um, superheroes. It's like their, 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 their first movie is, I, I just lost verbiage. My nerds listening know what I'm trying to refer to right now. There's like a prequel to the, the, the hero your origin story. There it is. Your origins story is the thing that makes people go, oh, shit. So she was scared to death, too. She was like afraid, too. She was like, dang, that's kind of what I feel like right now. So so it allows them to almost like see their future through your story. And, and until they have the origins story, there's a lot of. I could never be like you. Mm-hmm. I could never be as motivated as you or blah, blah, blah as you. But it's our origins story that makes them go, oh, dang, that's kind of how I feel right now. And if I feel like that now, it allows them to just like kind of almost like foresee their future through your story mm-hmm. instead of their limiting beliefs. Mm. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Well, yes. So then as soon as you're done telling that story, okay, that's when you go into guys. And that's, that's exactly everything that I'm, that I'm explaining to you right now. That's why I'm so passionate about this group coaching program that I've put together called the, what's yours called? What is it called? The Spark Your Heart Mastermind. The Spark Your Heart Mastermind. That's why I'm so passionate about this community of women 
I call the Spark Your Heart Mastermind. This is where I teach people how to become awakened to their dreams and chase them and stop trying to become the Pamela Anderson. Sorry, Pamela Anderson. I'm sure you're a lovely human being. I don't mean to throw you under the bus. That's a, this, this, this is where we do that. So I just want to know, would it be okay if I just took a few minutes to just share with you guys what that group is about and how you can get involved if it's something you're interested in? And just literally let people say, yes, please tell us about it. And then you go into the pitch and it doesn't even feel like a pitch because they just gave you permission to tell them about it. Awesome. Does that make sense? Thank you. Yeah, that was very helpful. And it was like the few pieces that I was missing in everything. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. You're going to crush this thing. When it, When is this workshop? Um, August 30th. August 30th. Okay. So you've got um, like 19 days to promote yeah. it. What are you doing to promote it? So that was actually my other question for you. Um, so I'm going to make a Facebook event page for it. And then I, I'm part of rule your business. So I was going to make okay. like a quick landing page. Okay. And I know that, you know, the big thing right now is email marketing. However, I don't have a ton of, e- I have, I do have a ton of emails, I guess, like, you know, from my um, MLM company that I've been a part of, but that doesn't yeah. mean that those people actually see all my emails and everything. So that was kind of my question is like, what do you feel is the best way? Cause I just don't know if writing a ton of emails is my best way yet mm-hmm. to get people to attend the webinar. Well, why don't you write one and see how many people click on it? Okay. So, so, th- so th- this is my, <laughs> this is my advice to people. Every single idea that is humanly possible to get people to your free event is what you should do. Okay. That's what I did for years until I got to a point where I had more of a system of, okay, we send this many emails, we put out this many ads, and then I let go of some of the stuff that maybe worked, but was like really time consuming because I just don't want to do that anymore, you know? But the way I find the thing that gets me the most return for the time spent is to just literally try everything. Okay. Every single time I'm doing something new, you know, one of the things that I literally will sit down and do, and and, and I'll go to my team with this sometimes and just be like, what are all of the different ways we could let people know about this workshop? What are all the different, let's just write down every single idea that we have. And then we're going to do every single one of those things to find out what works and what doesn't. Because I've also found that like some things work for certain people based on like their followers and their style and their energy. And the way that I do it isn't necessarily like the way that works. It's the way that I have found that works the best for the way I operate and the way I want to do things. Okay. But to throw out some of these things that I have done over the past, I mean, one of them is to create a Facebook event. I love Facebook events because it creates like kind of like a hosting space where you can ask people to tag their friends. You can do giveaways. You can go live leading up to the event. You can essentially create a lot of momentum before the event ever happens in this like central space. Um, If you create a Facebook event, you do have to make sure it's public. There's also this really cool thing that I always tell people about because I don't think enough people know about this. When you have a Facebook event that's public, there's if you're on your desktop, there is like a little spot in the top right corner that says share. 
I think it's 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 either right above the cover photo or right below the cover photo when you go in as like the admin. It says share. When you click on it, there's an option to like copy a link or like invite friends. If you click on invite friends, it pops up this big window and your entire friends list is there and you can go through and literally just click on up to 500 people and then hit send invite. And then Facebook just pops into their messenger a thing that says Brittany Torres invited you and then it shows the name of the event and like the cover photo. And if you go invite 500 people to a free event, if it has a decent name and a decent graphic, you're going to get like 50 people right away that just like register to your event. And then so so for me, like for the first several years, that's the very first thing that I would do so that then when I would go to send emails or personal invites or put it in my stories, stories didn't even exist back then. But but all the other things that I would do, people would be clicking on an event that already had 50 people registered to it versus clicking on an event that has like two people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that never looks good when someone shows up and they're like, oh, there's two people coming. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. if you can, if you can get that first like 50, like right away, even if it's like, you know, you said you used to do MLM, let's say it's people that were on your team or customers or whatever, like who cares? Like you want, for me personally, every time I do a webinar, I invite everyone that is already a customer, everyone that is already a client, because I know that that's my hype squad. Mm -hmm. And for the sake of like the energy of the event, I want my hype squad on the call because those are the people that are like, yeah, I love Josh. Oh my God, this is so good. This is so good. And that makes people that have never heard of me be like, who the hell is this guy? Like, what's going on? Like, apparently people are like into this. So like, I should probably pay attention. Um, and that's something we just call social credibility. Social mm -hmm. credibility is really important because if someone's never heard of you, it makes it a whole lot easier for them to trust you when they see that a lot of other people already trust you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So create the Facebook event. Make sure that the link to the actual registration is listed in the detail events or the event details. And then like every couple of days, you're just like, hey, a reminder, like in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing this. It's going to be amazing. Now, here's what's really, really, really important for promoting an event. You can never, ever, ever, ever give away the information in advance. So here's what most people do. And I used to be guilty of this all the time. I'd be like, okay, people will show up if I can share with them one of the points that I'm going to make that I know is really good. Mm -hmm. The problem with doing that is then people are like, oh, that's what he's going to talk about. I've kind of, I like, I've heard that before. I'm not going to show up. So what you want to do is you want to take like whatever the kind of like the title is and you want to build out like, okay, so let's, let's go back to um, how to unsubscribe from feeling shitty. So let's just take the idea of feeling shitty. Okay. And we want to say, as many ways as humanly possible, how people are already feeling shitty, some of the things that are causing them to feel shitty, and the different ways they have already tried to stop feeling shitty that didn't work. Okay. And all we're doing is we're, we're essentially taking, so like good like marketing leading up to an event 
is taking someone's wound that they've kind of forgotten about and taking your finger and just jabbing it down into that wound and like rubbing it around to remind them that that wound is in fact there. They do not like it and they want to get it fixed. But what we don't want to do is like accidentally give them some of the pain meds in advance that make them go, oh yeah, now I feel better. Like I don't need to go to that event. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just like, Email after email, post after post, whatever it is, like, here's why people feel so shitty, because we are told over and over and over. We got to look like this. We got to feel like this. We got to sound like this. We got to be like this. And and before long, we just we're just so overwhelmed with so much. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to teach you how to stop feeling shitty. I'm going to teach you, you know, three ways or like three secrets to letting go of that and becoming like the happiest, most confident, most successful version of yourself you've ever been. If you're sick and tired of feeling shitty and you want to step into your best self, join me on the 30th at 6 p.m. Central, blah, 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 blah. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And you just come up with like 20 different ways of saying that. (laughs) Okay, So, So like good copywriting is just knowing how to say the same thing over and over and over and over. But put in a new story, put in a new analogy, put in a new, you know what I mean? Like you can can go into some like personal stories of times that made you feel like shit and you didn't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. That sucked so bad to like be stuck in this place where I felt like shit had no hope. Didn't know what to even do about that. That's why, you know, life coaching or health coaching or like whatever literally changed my life because it gave me the tools I needed to like finally take control. If you want to learn what those tools are, show up on the call. You'll be really tempted to be like, and now here's what one of those tools is. And you can't, you can't do that. You have to like hold on to your best stuff for the workshop so that people show up. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So if the call is like what I guess 19 days away, like go ahead and create that Facebook event yes. like today. Now. Yes. Okay. ASAP. And then start waiting from yep. breadcrumbing that type stuff. Yep. Okay. And Very then fun. when would you because I know you mentioned like, you know, giveaways within the Facebook like event mm-hmm. page. Yep. When would you do those? Like closer to time, like one a week? I do them like every three days. Okay. Every three or four days, kind of just depending on like how the engagement is going, you know, Okay. Um, because you just never know who's going to see which post, which day they're going to see it. You know what I mean? And 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 as the group grows, I want to give the new people a chance to invite their friends. OK, so like okay. the 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 workshop, the webinar is all about getting everyone, you know, interested And then creating this kind of viral thing where you get them to let the people they know about it. So you're like getting everyone advertising for you. That's that that's really how I grow my webinars to like a thousand, two thousand people is I get my two or three hundred like lifers involved first. And then mm-hmm. they go start inviting all of their people and then their people and their and then it's just it's this compounding effect. Okay. Cool. Makes sense? Yes. Okay. Awesome. How you feel? Good. Ready to really crush good. this thing? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Awesome.
All right. Well, Thanks. you're welcome. I don't know for sure if we'll use this for the podcast or not, because this was like real specific stuff for a workshop. And I don't know if everyone listening will like super relate to it. So like just maybe we, I'm, I'm going to send it to my team and see what they think. Okay. Um, like I, I only say that because like I don't want you to like be like like feel like oh he said it's gonna be on the podcast and that it wasn't. Number yeah. one is like making sure you get served because this is your one on one time. Like I want to make sure you get what you need, and if that relates to the podcast, helps other people. Cool. If it doesn't, that's okay. This was like your one on one call. Um, yeah. But I hope that that helped. Oh yeah, no, it helped a ton. Like I said, and you filled in the few gaps because um, I obviously, you know, worked through the stuff that we talked on the call yesterday, yeah. and so that worked through the few because I was like, oh, like I don't know what my story is gonna be like right. in this part. Like I kind of had my pivot and my angle, but I didn't know quite yeah. the stories, and so you cool. honestly filled in the few gaps that I had like awesome. left to do things. Good. So it was okay. exactly what we needed today. I'm gonna give you one more piece of advice, and that is to like go through the whole thing and see if you really do have time to make all three points. Because okay. what what I have found the last several workshops that I have done, if I do a really good job with the pivot and angle, um, it honestly only needs two of the points after that because the pivot and angle take up like a really good amount of story time, mm -hmm. and then sometimes a third point is just like. Okay, like people are here, they're with you, they're ready to do this thing. Like, stop, stop feeding them and just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, maybe go through it in your head, see how long you feel like it's going to go. But for me personally, I know that like once I make the two points, I'm good. So, what yeah. I've done is I've just experimented with like three or ish points that I want to make. And then I've looked for the one that I feel like connected the most with people. And I cut out the one that I didn't feel like, like maybe it was good, mm -hmm. but it didn't get people going like this. So I just cut it out. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You want it to go about 35 to 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. And it, it's okay. It's okay. If like, like, like 35 to 40 should be the presentation and that's when the pitch starts. Okay. And then once the pitch starts, they're either with you or they're not with you. So like right. if they're with you, we're good. Like we can take 10 or 15 minutes to do the pitch because they're there and they want to know and they're interested. And if they're not, they pieced out anyway. So it doesn't matter. We just want to get to the pitch before we lose their attention span. Okay. And you, you can even see like, look, it's we're 40 minutes into the call, right? We yeah. were able to do this whole thing. And you're, your kid was good. Yeah. But at the 40 minute mark, your kid's like, nope, I'm done. We yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, we're all a bunch of grown kids. We're like the same way. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for this. You're more than welcome. Go get this thing rocking and rolling. Anything that you come up with along the way, make sure and share in the page. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I will for sure. And I'm definitely, cause I already have like the cover photo made. I just wanted to talk to you and make sure yeah. like this all sounded good. Like as totally. good as it did in my head, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. So I'm definitely going to get that event page created whenever cool. she goes down for her next snap Perfect. and everything and get that going. Okay. Well you go rock and roll and I'll talk to you soon, friend. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. And if we did decide to publish this podcast, <laughs> If you're listening to this, guys, that is that is what we do in my groups um, is I'm teaching people how to not just like learn from me. So th th this is this is a big thing that I see going on 
um, in the industry is that we have a lot of people teaching you a few things that can make you better, can make you, you know, um, more successful, but not teaching you what it is they actually do to get you to purchase from them. So one of the things that I've really pivoted in my business in 2022 is one of the reasons I moved into sales and marketing, teaching that is because that's the thing that's made me the money. And that's what all of you that are coaches and course creators are trying to do, right? You're all trying to sell and convert people. So um, it's been this whole year, I've just been like, let's just teach the people what we're actually doing behind the scenes. Yes, fixing your mindset is going to be great. Of course, I wouldn't want you to do it without the mindset. Of course, becoming a better leader is going to always be important for the rest of your life. That will be important in every area of your life. But at the end of the day, if you want to sell things, uh, and I'm really good at selling things, I need to teach you what it is I'm doing to sell the things, right? I sold mindset and I sold leadership and I sold recruiting. I sold all of these things. So now let's take you behind the scenes and teach you what it is I'm doing to actually make those sales. So um, in our life coach program, we teach you how to run workshops and webinars. That is some of the stuff that I will be teaching in the six months to six figures program that some of you listening are a part of. Others have um, been thinking about being a part of. We're going to teach you how to put together these workshops, free workshops that you can invite people to um, because free is always an easy invite, right? We're going to create this environment and this atmosphere that's fun. It's enjoyable. It adds value, but it also creates demand for people wanting to work with you. So once you, this is my challenge, my challenge to you, if you're listening to this, is to start taking notes as more of an understudy instead of a student. There's a difference. There's a really big difference. As a student, you are taking notes to try to learn the thing that's being taught. As an understudy, you're taking notes as to how it's being taught. In other words, like when are they using stories and analogies and making points and, and saying things in a certain way, okay? If you are in the business of sales, you have got to stop being such a student and start becoming more of an understudy, all right? Thanks for hanging out with us today. Hope you have an amazing day, and we'll see you all soon. Bye, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in today to Your Push Coach. I hope you enjoyed so much of this deep dive into the tips and strategies you can use to build your coaching business. If you want to hear more episodes just like this, please make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get notified when a new episode releases every week. Also, make sure and tag me over on your stories wherever you're listening to the show so that I can share them over to my stories. Remember, you are worthy of everything you want in life. You are capable of everything you want in life. You have infinite creativity and wisdom and life and love living on the inside of you. So go be a light today in the people you serve. I will see you next time.